Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. It's going down this Friday. The Once in Unity comp pre-orders for the vinyl goes live. So please make sure to follow From Within Records on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date and to know when the pre-orders go live. And also, please make sure to be following Triple B. They'll be getting their own exclusive variant. So if you order it from From Within Records, you'll be getting the orange with black splatter but if you go to triple b you'll get their exclusive variant which will be orange with black swirl so i think that's really awesome and i'm stoked that they're doing the vinyl it's something that i was hoping for and i'm glad that it's finally happening so make sure to be ready on friday i heard this is going to be way harder to get the playstation 5 so brace yourselves on today's episode we travel to florida we track down john mackey he plays in Vatican and Infiltrate, two awesome bands. It was really fun to be able to talk to him. Met him a couple of years ago, late night. We had a dinner, and it was one of those times where I'm always skeptical on meeting new people because I highly value my time. And if you tell me, hey, let's go drive 40 minutes out of the way to go eat with this person you've never met versus the chance of getting a good night's sleep. I'm going to be super skeptical and going to pray that this is worth the time to go out of our way and to keep me from sleep. And sure enough, it was. John turned out to be a great guy. I've seen him out in Florida, seen him when he's come to California. So I support him and everything that he does. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Strap in. It's a long one. So please, without further ado, welcome John Mackey to the show. Welcome to the podcast, John. What's up? Thanks for having me. Dude, this is awesome. I remember uh, meeting you for the first time. I was uh, pretty skeptical. I was on vacation in Orlando. I was on a trip to go to Disney World. I was with our uh, mutual friend, Steve Huey. And I remember it was just like a late night and he wanted to go get some vegan food with one of his friends. And Steve has a lot of friends. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I've met like <laughs> so many of your friends this weekend. So, you know, I guess let's go. It's like, you know, almost midnight. I'm down. And then yeah. we go and we I end up meeting you. And it was uh, pretty chill just because, you know, you you're just really nice and friendly and welcoming. It, it didn't feel like I had just met you that night. I felt like I'd known you for a long time. I appreciate that. That's nice. Yeah, no, I mean, it was. I uh, whenever whenever Steve comes to town, actually, he was here like two or three weeks ago. Um, he was doing some stuff for um, for Kaiju Big Battle, like some some behind the scenes stuff. Um, I think he was picking up some gear from somewhere. And uh, but he also, of course, you know, being Steve, he went to he had to take a Disney Disney trip as well. Um, so he was out in Orlando. So I went out and I uh, I chilled with him for a few hours one day like a couple weeks ago so that was really cool uh yeah i've known steve since i was probably like 18 or so well i've known i knew him before that but we'd be around when 
around when I was 18. Um, and yeah, he's been always one of my, like one of my close friends, he would do anything. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, it's funny cause Steve's not, I don't think he's vegan or like vegetarian or anything, but he's always like, he's always like, yeah, like I'm down to eat like whatever. Um, so he was like, yeah, let's go to, let's go to ethos, which is in uh winter park, Orlando. And that's where I met you. I think it was like, uh, you, Steve, and um, I think Alexa. Yes, Alexa. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, that was our first time me and you, but fucking, you were super cool, and I felt, I felt, I felt good chilling with all of y'all. So the the vibe was on, if you will, the good hell, vibe. Hell yeah! And uh, to be honest, like I'm not vegan, so uh, you know, going out to like a vegan spot typically isn't my first choice. Sure. But yeah. Uh, just reading online and uh, seeing so many people like hype up that place and how good their food is. I was like, all right, yeah. like I'm definitely down to check out good food. That that's all I, I you know care about. If the food's uh, or excuse me, if the food's good, I'm down and willing. And dude, I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I got the lasagna and I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. I was just like, just like trip me out at like how good it tasted because sometimes when i eat vegan food um especially uh food that's like trying to imitate like meat flavor uh, I, I can tell that it's just like not like the actual thing and i'm just like whatever this is weird but the lasagna just blew me away like i, I didn't even I, I didn't even care that it was vegan and it just tasted like the real thing it was wild i think i think ethos in particular like that restaurant has like um not lore but it's one of the ones that like when pete when you bring up the whole idea of like yeah, like a vegan restaurant or uh or a restaurant that does like um like a vegan analog of uh of like an animal based food like that's the one that like plenty of people will be like oh like you know i don't like like vegan food or whatever but ethos is great like i've, I've heard that i've heard that so many times in the past from like a lot of my friends who like eat meat and stuff like that they're like oh yeah ethos ethos is sick like it's just legit good food yeah so, so it's cool to be like semi like i live like an hour from there so like you know i'm not like super close but like you know if i'm if i go out to like a show in orlando or doing something hanging out with someone out there that's like always like a viable option you know which uh-huh. is always which is like very sick and uh, so did, you mentioned earlier you knew or you became close to see what like around when you're 18 did you yeah. or are you from long island yeah i'm from long island originally uh i lived there until i was about 22 23 um and then i moved down to florida in early 2014 um and i lived here for about about two years um and then i joined uh then i joined my band and then i moved up to savannah georgia kind of on a whim for a couple years and then uh i got sick of it and i moved back down so now i'm back here Okay, and the band you're speaking about is Vatican, right? Yeah, yeah, Vatican is mostly uh, based in Savannah. Um, so, but I kind of, kind of ended up joining them by accident. There's there there's some lore behind that. I guess we can we can talk about. Yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely curious because uh, those have just seem like two totally different places. So, like, how does a guy <laughs> in Florida end up joining a band that's based out of Savannah, Georgia? Yeah, it um. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, I actually, so, like, growing up on Long Island, I played in a bunch of bunch of bands back then and stuff. Um, and I think in 2013, I played a show with 
this band I was in called Detriment. Um, and uh, we played a show. It was like thinking back, it was like a pretty sick lineup. It was us. It was Jukai. Um, there was another local band, I think, called Force. They were kind of like a more like sludgy kind of band. Uh, Axis played from Florida. Um, and then there was this band called Coastlines from Savannah that uh, ended up having most of the people that would end up like starting Vatican like a couple years later. Um, and that's where I met them. So I met them on Long Island in like another band, just like, playing a show with them kind of by coincidence. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, a couple years later, I ran into I ran into one of them at a at a show in Jacksonville in Jacksonville, Florida, because that's like Jacksonville is kind of like halfway between where I am and Savannah. It's like two hours each way. Um, so, you know, people from Savannah a lot of times will go to shows in Jacksonville. Uh, so I ran into them there and they were kind of just telling me, oh, you know, we, you know, we started this new band and, you know, our, our, they were like, oh, our bass player just quit, but we're doing the tour in a couple of months. Um, and then a uh, couple, couple weeks later, I hit them up because I had like been friends with them on Facebook since I first met them, like just kind of keeping in touch with all of them uh, here and there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hit one of them up. I was like, yo, I do still need someone to like play. Uh, for that tour i know you uh you said your bass player just quit and he was like yeah i can't get anyone to do it so i said all right i'll just do it like i'll because i was just gonna fill in because i wasn't like playing in any bands or anything back then uh because i uh where i live in florida is kind of like a it's not the middle of nowhere but it's pretty like there's not a whole lot of like poor related stuff around here um which is starting to change a little bit which is kind of cool um but yeah, when I when I was down here, it was like if I wanted to go to a show, I was going to like Orlando or Tampa or Jacksonville. So I was driving like a few hours each way, which is fine. Um, but yeah, so so I originally just kind of filled in. I was going to just fill in for this one tour. And then I did the tour and I was like, well, you guys don't have a bass player and I liked playing with you guys. So can I just join? And it kind of just and they let me join and kind of just went from there. So that's crazy. And at that, weird how it worked out. that point in your life, you, you mentioned you weren't in a band, but as far as like the, the rest of your life, uh, you weren't in work or uh, didn't have any school. Um, I was I was mostly just working full time mm -hmm. uh, when I first moved down here. Uh, I actually got a job at um, if you know what Ron John is like the surf shop. I never so heard of it. It's it's just like it's they call it a surf shop. But it's basically like a big like gift shop. It's like a, it's like a tourist trap. It's over in, the original one is over in Cocoa Beach, which is like 15 minutes from where I live. Um, I basically got a job at a fake Ron John that was right next to the original Ron John. Um, and so it's just like a fake surf shop. Like it was like they sold like T-shirts and like uh, bottle like the little bottles with like sand and shells in them. Um, and they happened to have like a couple of surfboards that they sold and they called it a surf shop. Um, just like, you know, knickknack, like tchotchke kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was working there full time when I first moved down and uh, I wasn't really doing anything else. I had like I have like a, I had like a couple of friends who lived in my town, um, but they all like were working full time, too. And they all have like kids and stuff. So like their time to hang out isn't like isn't plentiful, you know, it's kind of few and far between. So I was kind of like doing a lot of like just working and going home and 
you know, all my, all my like, you know, communication and social stuff ended up being like online with like back home stuff. Okay. And you were just, uh, were they like, okay with you just like taking off time to go on tour or, or, or I don't remember how long that tour was. Um, the first tour I did with them was about two weeks. So it wasn't like too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny cause I, it was, I did that tour and then like a month later I did another tour with my friend's band. Um, just kind of like I did like sound and merch for them. Um, and then originally, so originally <laughs> I was going to, after that summer where I did those two tours, I was actually going to move back up to New York and, uh, kind of go back to school and try to get like a full time, like a full time job up there and kind of, you know, start like, you know, my, my real life. I'm, I'm doing air quotes there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, but then, you know, I, uh, I had enough fun touring with, uh, with Vatican and I was just like, you know, I, you know, this is, this is what I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, my entire life since I started, you know, I've been playing in bands, you know, basically since I was like 12 or 13. Um, and this is like the closest I've gotten to like achieving what I always wanted to do. So why, why not, why not keep trying to do it? You know, for sure. Just keep chasing that dream. You guys, uh, been pretty active since it started and if you're able to make it work with uh, the tour schedule and you know being able to still live i, I see why not because yeah who knows where yeah. it could take you because uh, seeing the, the the band be so active and seeing it like just like gradually grow is definitely a, a cool thing you know yeah no it's um it's definitely been cool to see like some like tangible results um with the band i mean even if you know we played to even if we were playing shows to like 10 or 20 people every night which we still you know sometimes that still happens um obviously not right now we're not we're not playing to anyone right now um but uh you know i still wouldn't mind like i i just love i love playing music i love anything i just love anything with like lot like the live setting it's just very like it's to me there's nothing really like it i know that sounds like kind of like corny but it, that's always been like the truth for me it's like i just love like playing music like i'll play i'll play almost anything um but the fact that i get to like tour and play in a band with with that plays the music that i've always loved and always wanted to it was it's the vatican is basically the band i've always wanted to be in um and like it's cool to be able to like do that you know when you or before you messaged them about filling in for uh, or filling in on base for that tour did you have second thoughts about actually hitting them up or did you uh you know think that it would even work out um i mean i kind of did it on a whim which is weird for me because i'm i'm very big on on second guessing myself i've always been kind of like nervous uncomfortable about stuff like that but uh i said you know like worst thing that happens is they say no or I do the tour and it sucks. That's at least I did it, you know, because um, I'd only been on like maybe one other tour, like real tour more than a weekend before that. Um, and like, you know, I always I always wanted to like see what it was like. And uh, so I was like, you know, let me just let me just see what happens. You know, you know, I'm not doing anything else right now. So why the hell not? Um, and I did it and I loved it. So 
So I'm glad I'm glad, kind of glad I uh, I pulled the trigger on that, you know. Yeah, and you loved it, but it also like I feel like it it worked out because look at where you're at now and where the band is. It's uh, pretty crazy to see how uh, how it's grown, you know. Yeah, no, I've done like I I don't I don't like the whole. I, I try not to make it like resting on my laurels or anything, but uh, I love that. Like all like the stuff I've gotten to do with the band is crazy. Like you know, seeing the tree, however many times, and going to some places that I never thought I'd go. Like I I I never thought that like I'd go to like California, you know, and play out there. You know, now we've done it like three times. I and uh, we'll go out to freaking Texas, you know, the Pacific Northwest, and then. You know, even like even just going up to like the northeast, like where I'm from and playing up there is always like that's always like a special thing because it, it kind of feels like a it sounds cheesy, but it's kind of like a full circle for me. Like when we play like New York or Long Island or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I bet it's kind of interesting to kind of go through those places like where you used to live on tour and be able to see, you know, uh, friends and just kind of be back home, but like not like be permanent. It's like you're kind of just like passing through with uh, your band. So I, I can imagine like how cool that, that would be. It's cool. It's definitely like bittersweet to a point um, just because it's like, oh, these are like my people I grew up with and like went to shows with and the people I was hanging out with on a regular basis and, you know, it's cool to get to like be them, you know. You know, I always, I always, I always feel like there's never enough. To, uh, it's always, uh, it's always very fulfilling for me. Like, like tour is for the most part like my social time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like at home, I'm kind of, I'm a little hermitish. I'm, I'm being better about it recently. Um, but for a while, I, I was literally just like working, going home, chilling at home. You know, I'd occasionally chill with someone in town here, but, uh, you know, I wasn't doing it too much, you know, because I was like, all right, well, you know, I have a tour next month and I'm going to see however many people at whatever shows I'm playing, you know, that'll be cool. So, you know, it was kind of like compart- compartmentalizing that kind of stuff, um, which I think is kind of not conventional or weird, or it might be weird. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. That's just kind of how I looked at it when I started, like when we started like touring more and more, I was like, all right, well, if I don't, you know, I might live like 10 hours from this person or 20 hours, but you know, I'm probably going to see them in the next like couple months or so. Cause I'll be passing through near where they live, you know? So, so to, tour was always like a social thing to me too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely get that. For, for me, I, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become more selfish with my time because I, I feel like I just like value it way more than I used to. Because before, I would just you know, be down to do whatever, but now I am always just like weighing like every little weird aspect of like you know what I'm gonna do out to see if it's actually like you know worth my time. And yeah, because I like whenever I do anything, I, I want to just make sure that. I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing and just trying to enjoy like the majority of it. Obviously I can't plan for every little thing that happens, but it's just yeah. like, I'm not really down to just go out and do whatever anymore. Uh, just because I just feel like I'm getting older and, uh, and it's just like, we're not going to be here forever. And I just want to try to make the best of my time and just try to enjoy my life as much as possible. And, uh, you know, a lot of times 
not obviously not everybody's going to be on the same page as you and want to do the same thing so it's just like i've kind of just grown to learn to do things on my own and just kind of on my own time and like obviously i i, I try to still include and hang out with my friends as much as i can but it's just like i, I just i feel like i'm just like way more selfish these days no i, I definitely i definitely uh i feel that on like a spiritual level like your your time is important because at the end of the day that's all you have um you know and uh i think it was like you said you know we're older i i just turned 28 last month um so i think in hardcore time i'm i'm, I'm getting up there mm-hmm. obviously in real life it doesn't mean it. um but uh you know i think i think it's a mix of that and then like when i was living back home all my friends were like just because it was like you know long island it's pretty like encapsulated um so i could be like oh like you know i can drive like 20 minutes and you know hang out in a parking lot for two hours and you know just bullshit with some of my friends and that's fine you know or something like that you know and let's like all right i don't care like you know i'm young and it's not far away so it's whatever now it's kind of like uh like if i want to see if i want to see my friends a lot of times i have to drive like an hour and a half each way um and it's like oh well what are you guys doing oh you know we're going to we're going to the bar we're going to the strip club and like i don't i don't really do any of that i don't really care about that so it's like like maybe not so but uh i'm getting i'm getting better about it. i'm forcing myself to be a little less selfish because if i don't then i'll just go full like hermit mode um so i'm trying to trying to be better about that because uh social interaction is healthy for sure yeah it's always good to you know get out of your little bubble your little safe space at home and it's nice to get out and see friends especially during these times if you haven't seen people in a while and sometimes it's just just nice to get out and kind of break out of uh you know your routine and just be around people yeah dude the first like first like three three or four months i think of like this pandemic or whatever i i didn't see anyone i was like I got like because um my dad he has some like he has some uh health issues that could be like exacerbated by like COVID you know whatever so I was very much like okay I'll see you guys whenever mm-hmm. and I just kind of you know went full hermit for a couple months just just because like I didn't want to like risk you know I was still working the whole time like I've, I've had a job this whole time which I'm kind of kind of grateful for because I know a lot of my friends who are uh who lost their jobs or who got furloughed and they're you know worse off than they were before um so I'm, I'm grateful to still be working but besides that like i wasn't like going out you know i wasn't driving anywhere um from from my last tour with vatican which was in december of last year um i didn't see any of them in person for another like six months because we didn't have anything going on for the first like, two or three months of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, and then I was kind of like, I had joined another band down here and I was like playing shows with here and there. Um, so I was, guess I was like a little busy with that and work. And then uh, pandemic happened and I was like, oh, well, shit, I don't know when I'm going to see you guys again. Um, we've gotten together since then. We've gotten together a few times. I actually went up to Savannah like two weeks ago. And uh, spent the weekend up there. We were all hanging out and got together. It was really nice. 
Uh, and we've done that a couple of times now. And but, uh, when you're going up to Savannah, are, are you just driving or are you flying up there? I drive up. It's like it's only uh, only like four hours away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like I live right off of uh, off of 95. Um, and Savannah's right off 95. So it's really literally just like I'm just getting on the highway and driving straight up for four hours. So, okay. you know, it's not it's not bad at all, you know, and it's like, you know, driving on tour and um, I drive a lot for work right now as well. So it's kind of like I'm used to like just driving for like distances longer than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I did a road trip with my buddies like a couple of months ago and I yeah. drove uh, I think I drove from like El Paso, Texas to Tucson, Arizona. And Ooh. now I'm just kind of like, all right, like driving <laughs> like, you know, that's dr- a long one. Yeah, so driving like you know two or three hours, it's just like, is I'm like yeah, that's not that bad, and especially like yeah, yeah, driving through Texas is just always just like like you know I heard it so many times from my friends who have been on tour that you can just you know feel like you're there like you're stuck there forever, and yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it felt when I was leaving. I was like, oh, this drive is so weird, but you know got through it and definitely changed my whole perspective on you know what long drives actually are. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, that can uh, that can really driving through texas can do can do a number on you if you're not if you're not used to it i um it's funny we because we always played like in texas we always play like you know san antonio and dallas and houston and those are all like three or four hours away from each other so it's not too bad but then um when we played when we did summer of fear last summer uh we played el paso for the first time and it was like an hour it was like nine hours overnight from I think we played like Denton, which is like Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, so we drove like eight or nine hours from there to El Paso, and then we had to drive another nine hours that night to get to our next show. Uh, and yeah, it's like it feel it, it feels like you're there forever. Um, West Texas is like you you hear people say like oh West Texas it like looks great on film. Like if you watch something like. Uh, like no country for old men like all the landscape is like beautiful and stuff mm-hmm. um it looks beautiful in person too but it gets really fucking old when you're driving in it for you know 12 hours yeah and then it's a trip too because you think about like how much space is out there and there's literally just nothing nothing dude yeah crazy okay but dude shout out uh, you mentioned summer of fear i was able to uh, attend uh, I think the first or the the last two, which um, I thought were super sick. I don't know if you remember the the when you guys played program. I I yeah. went and said hi to you. I I was, I was super embarrassed. I was like, dude, I hope this guy actually remembers having dinner with me, or I'm just gonna <laughs> seem like some weird creep that uh, no, is making no, up remember, stories. That was sick. That show was sick. Yeah. That was the second time we played program. I think. Yeah, and that was a crazy night. Yeah, no, that was fun. That whole tour was sick. Um freaking and i love playing program too it's just like super like that's like a that's like a place that i've like seen like videos of for forever um and i was always like damn i could be cool to like play there and then like getting to play there now two times it's like super like that's like a that's like a fulfilling thing for me um it's always cool seeing like you know people like you or like a bunch of my other california friends come out and it's like it's a good good vibe good vibe whenever i'm there yeah, I I think that uh, annual tour is a cool idea because there have been some in the past, and yeah. I don't 
I don't know if I'm the ones that have happened like uh, why oh, I can't think of the name like Life and Death Tour or stuff like that. I, like I don't know if they were just on pause or on hiatus or whatever. But yeah. uh, knowing that you know Summer of Fear is like like a new annual thing, that was always something cool to look forward to. Yeah, no, it definitely. I think it happened like that by accident. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not really, you know, my hands aren't in the behind the scenes of that. Um, I know they were working on one for this year, and obviously, you know, that kind of kind of got the kibosh put on it. Um, but if I remember, the the lineup was really cool. I don't I don't remember exactly what it was. I remember one or two bands, but yeah, um, it, it was wasn't, it wasn't really cool. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, uh, I'm happy we I have I'm happy we got to play I'm happy we got to do one because like a bunch of my friends had done like the first two so it's cool to be able to like hop on and be able to do it for one I had on uh Greg uh from New Jersey slash LA I'm not sure where he's at these days but you know plays in uh, youth collapse world demise he was on okay. the podcast like like last year was it last year no it was, it was earlier this year it was actually in march now i'm thinking about it. yeah it was in march and he announced the the tour i, I don't know if it was like 100 percent locked in but he mentioned uh shackled and soul blind and yeah yeah and i was just like so stoked just to hear that you know at least like you know those two bands and knowing that vatican was going to be on that package I, I just thought like you know just it sounded so sick i don't think i don't think we were gonna do it this year okay um oh wow but, uh yeah I mean, we we might have been in the mix for it, but uh, I, we had we had some other plans for the summer um, that I think would have kind of conflicted with that that we already had kind of locked in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's obviously it's yeah. September now and uh, no one's touring, so the point is moot. But um, yeah. yeah, no, Shackled sick, Soulblind sick. Um, both those bands are awesome. That was always like kind of like the cool thing about Summer of Fear was like it was like all bands who that are like you could put under the umbrella of like hardcore but a lot of times they didn't really sound like like you know like the one before us was like it was like typecast and atonement and uh foreign hands and uh tourniquet and like they're all like heavy like aggressive bands but like they don't really sound alike um and i think that was like especially true for our torques it was like us you know we're you know straight up like a metalcore band and then we had a band like typecast who are like super like aggro like heavy hardcore and then like a band like life's question who are straight up like groovy like new york hardcore influenced type stuff and um but like everyone everyone vibed everyone got along like it was such like a tour like it's one of my favorite tours we've ever done yeah i i enjoyed it and i I definitely always liked the the mix you know just all different parts of hardcore there's really no uh, you know specific sound that you guys were going for is just you know just getting cool bands together to do an awesome tour that's that's what it should be every time just bands that are sick just you know regardless of how they sound um you know especially or or with you know touring with your friends no matter you know even if you guys don't sound exactly the same like that's like to me that that will always be more important than like oh like can this band draw like however many to the show like like yeah like that's like important i guess but like i'd rather be having like a good time with my friend you know so like i said tour is like social for me for sure i definitely get it um it it is interesting when you uh you know break it down and uh you know think about like statistics and numbers and uh you know how many tickets a band can sell and like merch (laughs) and all that Uh, yeah i try not to think about that yeah there's, there's other people in my band who do that for me 
um because i i I don't have the i don't have the brain strength to do that okay well well hopefully at at some point uh well i'm sure it's gonna happen eventually maybe touring will you know happen once covid gets defeated like i always talk about hopefully I'm, i'm i'm praying man fingers crossed every day um yeah, no, we had we had basically like a whole year's worth of touring um, planned out mm-hmm. uh, for almost a whole year, like starting in like March or April, because uh, so, we had we had just put out our record in November. Yeah, um, so we were like really stoked to like, you know, like we had been like grinding like pretty consistently up until then. Um, so we were like, okay, well now here's like our re- our first real like full length record. Um, let's you know let's get let's get out there in people's faces and then covid said psych so, so what does that do for a, a a band like you guys you just said that you guys basically had a whole year of touring planned and obviously things had to get scrapped because of everything with the pandemic so we're here in september like can you guys even have a thought about maybe doing stuff next year or are you guys just still just have like a blank slate and you're just waiting for everything to open back up everything is super touch and go um because we've had stuff you know like we even had stuff for like the fall and like early winter that was like kind of tentatively like oh like you know this can still happen like let's let's leave it for now you know and hopefully we'll uh hopefully things will clear up and uh obviously things have not cleared up so and then we've had uh we even had we haven't had some talk for stuff like next year um but at this point it's so like touch and go um it's like no no one has like a clear answer you know and it's and it's it sucks to say that um but you know it's just kind of kind of the reality situation yeah so yeah we're you know luck, luckily everyone in the band has like a regular job or you know a, a you know a way to money mm-hmm. at home so not like you know, there, there, there's a lot of bands that are worse off than we are, um, that we really feel for that, you know, where like they were touring most of the year and that was like basically like their career. And, um, you know, and now they're kind of like floundering a little bit and it sucks. I feel, like I said, I feel very lucky in that regard that like, I still have my job and everyone in our band is still working and isn't really like worried about money right now you know because i know what there are plenty of other people who are even not in bands just in general who are like so much worse off and it's like it's just insane how like people still aren't taking seriously you know yeah i kind of like imagine with the whole like music scene maybe it's gonna kind of have to start like you know whatever like maybe locally just do stuff at at home and then it just gradually kind of builds up and then people start touring again um but who knows i'm just yeah i mean it'll definitely it'll definitely come in stages like i know there's been like a show here and there and you know to to mixed response especially online um it's kind of i try not to i try not to be super i see a lot of people get upset about that and you know i see both sides like i get like missing shows and i miss playing see more than you know i i also understand like people realize like all kind of irresponsible to do stuff like that we um my other band was actually supposed to play a show down here in florida 
in July, I think. And, um, oh wow! And it got because uh, because people thought like oh by then, this this is you know back in like the spring when people were like oh this might just be like a couple month thing. Okay. Um. And uh, you know, people were like oh like you know hopefully by like late summer, you know things should be getting back to normal. So people were still like booking for that. Um. So we got booked to play the show, and then as it got closer and you know numbers especially especially in florida which has been you know i think notoriously a, a hotbed for this stuff um it's just kind of like it got worse and worse and eventually we were like okay yeah no there's like like we can't play this i think we dropped and then like two days later uh <laughs> the promoter canceled it so yeah that's you know, an... which i think i think was the obviously i think it's the best move yeah, especially at that time because that's where you know middle of summer. Yeah, that's where it really like spiked up. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the other band you're talking about is that um, Infiltrate. Yeah, that's Infiltrate. Okay, uh, can you talk about how you joined that band? Because I know um, Trenton uh, just through mm-hmm. talking to him uh, from you know about Gadget, and he actually uh, took me to my first Florida hardcore show. So shout out Trenton. Oh, uh, what show was that? Uh, it was the Point of Contact record release show down in Tampa. Uh, yeah, last that's- year. Yeah, that band's awesome. Yeah, contact. They're sick. Yeah, awesome um, band. So sick. We um, yeah. So I met Trenton. Um, we played this like early 2019. We played a couple of shows with um, with that fun, with that deathcore band Attila. Oh wow. Uh, they were doing they were doing like a like a little mini like record release tour. It was just like four shows in Florida, and uh, we got asked to play. It was us and uh, Bloodbather from mm-hmm. South Florida okay so um and like the shows were sick like they were all like sold out in like three four hundred cap rooms and it was like people who would never like who would mostly like never like hurt us otherwise so i was like really cool we definitely like gained some fans from that um but yeah we put one of the shows trenton came out to and it was um like he came up to me after we played and he was like yeah like i just moved here from uh from minneapolis uh you know, and I've been wanting to like see you guys forever, so I came to this show. So like he came out like just to see us, which was super super cool. Like us and Bloodbather. Like he was like like real deal, like hardcore kid, you know. But he was like, yeah, like I'll come to like the funny deathcore show to see see you because you're sick. Um, and then he lived. He was living up in because he's like kind of back and forth between Florida and Minneapolis. Um. So he was living in, he lives in Daytona part of the time, which is about an hour north of me. And uh, he linked up with this kid, Hunter, who he had been in a couple of bands. Like he was in a band called uh, Culture Killer for a couple of years, kind of like more like moshy, like metalcore band. And um, they started a new band together called Infiltrate. And uh, they, uh, like I had known them because we had played shows together and stuff. And uh, I ran into, I ran into both of them at a show like in december and they're like oh like you know we have a couple of shows as infiltrate like you know and you know you live kind of close enough like would you be down to just just fill in for those two shows and uh i was like a little apprehensive at first because i was like oh i just don't know how much time i'll have do it because you know i was planning on being very busy with vatican this year but uh i said yeah like i'll fill in whatever and then uh i had enough fun playing the two shows i was like all right yeah like can I just join? You guys have anyone? 
Um, so I just joined and like we played like six or seven shows. Um, and then like, I think we played, we actually played with point of contact and uh true form from Jacksonville. Um, like basically the, like a week or two before everything really like shut down. Um, so it was kind of like, so like, it was cool. Like I'm happy I got to like play like a couple of shows in 2020. If I hadn't played any in 2020 and I was here now, I'd be, I'd probably be a little more pissed about it. Yeah. But, uh, but I, yeah. I, I look back and I, I think about uh, the weekend at FYA because I, I just like cherish that because I, I went to a, a couple shows after FYA like here in California, but yeah. I, that's just like the thing that I, I remember most just because it was like a jam packed weekend of hardcore and just like saw so many friends from like all over the US. So that, that's just like my fond memory and uh, I'll hold on to until I can go back to another show. Did I see you there? I was there. I was there on um, the Sunday of the last day. If I'm being honest, I, I don't remember running into you. Okay, that's fine. No, yeah. I was very like, I kind of I kind of went super last minute. Like a friend of mine happened to have an extra pass and he was like, yo, like just come. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. Just come. You can just have a pass. So I was like, okay, fine. Uh, so I went and like I was kind of like in and out the whole time. Like I was just seeing like obviously like, I was watching a bunch of bands, but I was also like seeing a bunch of people. It was like very like overstimulating um just because there was like so so many people in one spot um which like lately you know being where i am i'm not super used to yeah uh but yeah no it was sick that disembodied set was awesome uh that judiciary set was was freaking sick they killed it bunch of lots of awesome sets that day yeah i i feel like just like the fest in general just like every band went over well there wasn't any like weird awkward sets or bands that sucked i feel like everybody did a good job they like you know curated an awesome lineup but yeah like there were so many people at that fest there's people that i was like texting uh you know like with the intention of like meeting up with uh you know friends from uh, places i hadn't seen in a while and like yeah we just got so busy just never crossed paths so yeah yeah it can it can definitely be a lot um especially like and like trying to like jam pack it all into like one weekend it can be it can definitely be a little like overwhelming um and like sometimes stuff gets missed but it's still sick yeah i think fya is consistently like one of the best fests every year now like it's like a cool mix of like a couple cool like throwback bands and then like showcasing a bunch of like the newer like younger bands um it's super like i love it i have a good time every time i go yeah that was my first time ever going so it was definitely cool to see that not only those like you know bands like newer bands getting a chance to play on that stage but just seeing the the crowd being in tune like knowing the words singing along moshing just like making the most of actually being there and not just like kind of standing around so it was just like a cool environment i i definitely dug that vibe like so much that like i'm just like already hoping and like you know just thinking about it happening again next year and like just wanting to go back to florida at the beginning of the year and just experience that all over again yeah a lot, a lot of my friends who don't live here it's it's kind of become like a like a staple um for like scheduling like their like whatever vacation time around the holidays because it's like oh like there's like christmas or you know whatever whatever holiday and then like a week later is new year's and like fya usually and it's like like it's been so like consistent and cool and people like it so much really like take the time to like plot like plan around it which i think is super cool yeah it's uh you know i think i think that shows the influence that that fest has on like 
hardcore and stuff like that. Um, and like you said, they really definitely curate a good mix of like bands that people are into. And like you said, like there's never, I feel like I've never seen like an awkward set, um, you know, at any, for any place the best. So it's really, so I don't know. They got, they got the formula, right? Whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, obviously bands were having like a, a little, like it was like shorter sets, but it was like quick turnaround times. So they're able to get a, a lot more bands like, you know, on and off the stage. And uh, like, there's just sometimes where I was like, damn, like, like that went by so fast, but it's just like, no, yeah. like who cares? There's like, like the next, like, you know, seven bands are amazing. So this whole, like, there's like never really like a dull moment. Like I, I said it before, like there was times where I was like, upset that i just didn't have time to really go out and like eat or just kind of dick around just because there's just so many good bands playing so i was just like whatever i, I just was like had to just stay in like the main room and just just try to ex- experience and just watch as many bands as i could yeah definitely 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 a long a long rock block when it comes to fya because there will be like so many so many sick bands just back to back to back to back and like you said there's no real like downtime yeah. which uh which can definitely like wear you out a little bit but at the same time like it's awesome just to see like so many sick together like back yeah and i definitely prefer the two-day fest versus the three-day fest just because i i feel like by like day three i'm just exhausted and it's kind of like a chore to get out there because i'm just so sore and tired and knowing that like okay the fest ends and then I have to travel, have to go back home. Work is like right around the corner. So yeah. I, I, I kind of like just having the just the two days jam packed. And then, uh, you know, the last day, just kind of like a chill day and just a travel day. And it's just not that like crazy or busy. So I, I'm definitely down for like just two days of just like, 100% intense fun. And then, uh, you know, just chill. Yeah, I think I think that's like a good balance. Um, I mean, I've done I've gone to like, you know, this is hardcore where it's been like you know, three, four days and like, I always have fun, but yeah, definitely towards like the end of the last day, I'm definitely feeling a little wiped, um, you know, versus like, you know, like you said, you have that, you know, with a, with a two day fest, you have that, that extra day or like kind of, you can do some stuff earlier in the day and like do some fun touristy stuff. And then, you know, you can kind of take your time, you know, for travel, be able to kind of like breathe a little easier and, you know, just to have it be like, you know have have a day to kind of collect yourself you know yeah because uh, you definitely get exhausted and just being around so many people and you know so much stuff going on so you definitely need a rest day don't want to go too hard oh yeah i definitely i definitely took uh even even living here like i i only live like two hours from tampa okay uh so i i drove home that night um but i definitely took like the next day off that's crazy i need a i need a day to chill <laughs> <laughs> um uh, and uh, i'm sorry uh, which part of florida do you live in so i live in um i always tell people i basically live in the middle of nowhere i live in central florida right on the east coast okay um the the big the big places where i live are uh are like Cocoa beach and um i guess melbourne uh if you know where like this like the kennedy like space center is that's uh that's where I live. I work in the same town as the space center where they like launch rockets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, those are like the main, like big things where I live. There's not too much really going on here. Otherwise, um, I live like an hour from Orlando and then like an hour and a half from Daytona. So 
when people say when people ask me where i live i'm just like oh yeah i'm like an hour from orlando the east coast okay you just kind of generalized it yeah okay like right. mo most people couldn't pick out where i live on a map which is fine uh well so but it's quiet which i kind of like i used to hate it when i first came down here uh but now as i've gotten a little older and you know like you like you mentioned before being a little more selfish with my time i kind of enjoy you know having like a routine that's like okay i go to work i have like a couple of friends locally and like you know i have like a couple like coffee shops i go to and freaking like before a pandemic i was going to like the movies once a week like uh, like i i i really had like a like a kind of like a boring routine but it was like it was stuff i like doing you know um you know and uh so i kind of i kind of learned to appreciate it a little more um it was definitely easier when i had like a tour every other month um so versus now where it's like okay like just this is it every day all the time unless like i go out of town for a weekend or something and how'd you end up in that part of florida because you mentioned you, my parents, you... Oh, i live with my parents right now okay um they moved down in 20 like late 2011 um they sold our house on long island and basically used that money to to pay for a house down here because it's so hard to afford living there it's crazy i'm sure you're late living in california oh yeah uh, i feel like it's yeah. been expensive like my whole life yeah and so uh, and i feel yeah. like right now we're at the point where like it's like okay everybody's like all right cool like we got to move to the places where it's like less expensive and it's just like those prices are just even getting higher now so it's like we're all just like gonna price ourselves out in a couple of years anyways yeah it's it's, it's kind of like it stresses me out to think about it so i try not to oh <laughs> you know so. yeah i i I've, I've thought about it like if i could enjoy life somewhere else because this is all i know is living in southern california like i grew up yeah. in uh, a city called la quinta it's like the palm springs area and then yeah lived there for like 21 years and then i moved to orange county and i've been here ever since so i'm 31 now so yes yeah, so i've been in orange county for like 10 years and uh, i'm just like I've, it's so expensive I, i've you know i've had friends who've moved away just to live in an affordable place and I've like toyed with the idea, but honestly, like the only other place I'd want to live is Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Just you, you like Orlando like that? Uh, well, to be honest, I don't really know much about Orlando. I just know that there's uh, Disney. <laughs> so it's like I did, if I'm going to leave, like I want there to be like Disney nearby. So it's like the only other option is Orlando. Um, yeah. I was going to say, because you're probably you're probably pretty close to to the one over there. Right. Being in Orange County. Yeah. I'm like 10 minutes. I, I live in the city of Anaheim. So like I'm like 10 minutes from the park. I, I don't even have to hop on a freeway. I, I can just take city streets to the park. It's so close. That's awesome. Yeah. I went, I went to, I went to California adventure for the first time in 2018. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Actually, actually the, the day, the day we played program for the first time, uh, -huh. uh we, we, the day before that at California adventure. Oh, that's so, sick. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so sick. What did you think um, of the park? It was sick. It was cool. Um, I forget. I think is California Adventure kind of like Hollywood Studios here. I'm not. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, um, I, I would say that it's the most similar because uh, the the park was like originally like you know California themed, uh, you yeah. know back in the day. But then they switched up a bunch of stuff, uh, you know, over the years because it was like low attendance and they're trying to figure out ways to drive more people over there. But yeah, I, I feel like it's pretty similar to Hollywood Studios. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I, that's true. I um. Cause truly, I haven't gone to Disney over here in, in a long while. 
Um, I've been meaning to. It's just like, you know, a lot of times, you know, if I have the money for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually putting it towards something else, like you know, for the band or something like that. Um, and obviously, like right now, I don't really feel good about going in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was awesome. I had a great time. Um, it was definitely like, I think we drove overnight before that because mm-hmm. uh, we played in Arizona. It was when it was when we were on tour with um, Heaven's Die. And then uh, we played the West Coast shows with Old Wounds and uh, Amakara. Oh, I, I, I remember that show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we freaking we drove overnight from Arizona and went to Disney in the morning and spent the whole day in Disney and then drove and then from there drove like I think it's only like maybe 20 minutes to to program from there. Yeah, it's um, super close. It's like super close. Mm-hmm. And then we played the show there. And that was uh, so I, I was very tired at the end of the day. Yeah. But uh, but it was so sick. I had a great time. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we went off on this tangent. No, um, I, I, I love Disney. I, I could uh, talk about Disney all day. I, I actually, uh, you know, on the same like podcast feed, I'll, I'll do like a Disney episode with my friend, uh, Garrett and my uh, friend Lynn. We're just like okay. Disney nerds and we'll just talk about just like whatever stuff's going on. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I think we have one scheduled coming up in a couple of weeks, but you know, right. y- you mentioned Disney in a pandemic. I'm actually going next month. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I do an annual trip and it's actually a, a Steve Huey, uh, our, our friend. He's yeah. part of this group and it's all thanks to him. So shout out Steve. We were, and honestly, I think it was that, maybe it was that year that, that I met you. Um, I, I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Uh, but it was, like uh, it was one of the trips that I went out with Steve because I, I, yeah, because I, I went to Disney World with Steve and it was the same situation. He was like, Hey, I have some uh, friends here. Like, is it cool if we link up with them? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. If they're your friends, like, you know, so far you've introduced me to, you know, nice people, nobody weird or anything. So we, we met up with uh, some of his friends and they were like a group of uh, people, like, you know, a group of hardcore kids from all over. And yeah. uh, we're just like hanging out and just vibing out. And they're, they're like, Hey, like, we do this trip. Like, you know, an annual trip um, every Halloween. Sometimes we'll do something in the spring and like, you know, we're down to like invite you. Uh, you should come check it out. It's fun. So like I was like, all right, hell yeah. Like I've because like for me, I've always it's been like a struggle to kind of convince people from California to go out to Orlando. And it's just hard to like sync up with like, you know, people's schedules and, yeah. uh, you know, work and all that. So the fact that there's these people that I just met that are awesome, that have like the set time that they always go. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I can make it work. So I've gone for like the past like three years with them and uh, it's been like super cool. And I, so that's why I'm going next month. It's like the, our annual Halloween trip and I'm not even sure it's Halloween there yet anymore. Or wait, I, I think yeah. the, the decorations go up like this week or they might've already gone up. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going out there the, like, I think like the last week of October with Steve and I'm not sure who else is going, but uh, it's still going on. It's crazy. Like, cause I, I, it was obviously up in the air. Like nobody was sure if like we felt safe enough to go or if the park would even be open. But since it's yeah. been open for, for a good while and it, it seems safe, um, we're going to go check it out. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's cool. You, you saying that Halloween is next month is like wig is like freaking me out right now. Time time has moved like so fast this year for me. I don't know if it has for you. Um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's just kind of like skipping because like I felt like 
August kind of felt like it was going forever. But then I'm like, holy shit, I'm doing the podcast today with John. And I looked at the <laughs> date. and I was like, oh, shit, like we're already at the end of September. And yeah, it, it's only a trip to, to think that next month is October. And the fact that uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, nobody thought that we'd still be in it by this point. People thought it would be, you know, here we are. Yeah, people thought we'd be free and clear. But nope, we're still in the thick of it. So it, it definitely is a trip uh, to to think about. Yeah. That's sick. If you guys are going to be here, then I'll uh, I'll probably try and meet up with y'all. Dude. For at least night or something. Yeah. So We we should go back. Oh, wait, is, um, do you know, is uh, Ethos even open? I think so. Um, I haven't I haven't gone in a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't want to say the last time you guys were here was the last time I went, but it might have been. Okay. Um, so, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's open. Right. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll, I'm sure I'm sure Steve will will text me and be like, yo, I'm in town and I'll be like, all right, you know, let me know when you're free. I'll come out. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, Disney sick. I went to I went to Universal actually for the first time in like 10 years last year. OK, um, and that was really sick. I had a really good time with that. And um, first time in 10 years okay uh, okay i'm sorry because I, I, whenever i hear universal I, I always think people are talking about the one in la but okay so the first time in 10 years for you being back the one in florida yeah 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 because i had um like growing up even when i lived in new york i had family who lived around here like you know and grandparents stuff like that um so a lot of times when we would come down we'd we'd stay out here where i where basically where i live now uh but then yeah we'd always go to like disney or or universal or the space something like that uh, so but it, it had been like yeah i think it had been like over 10 years since i had gone so so getting to go last year was like super cool like i've gone to like city walk and stuff mm-hmm. um you know just to kind of like putz around you know they have like the voodoo donuts there now it's cool um so but uh but yeah it was the first time getting to like go to the park and like 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 here here's some context i don't know if they had it in california the last time i went to universal before that they still had the the terminator ride there okay the battle across time or whatever that's crazy that's a long time Um, ago yeah so so i i I was a little i was a little bummed when uh i went and i realized it was gone because i i love the terminator um it's a mess of a franchise but like a lot of the lore a lot of the lore behind it is very cool um, it's like, and like the first two movies are like two movies I, I like vividly remember watching growing up. Um, cause for some reason my parents thought it was okay to show me R rated movies and I was like six. Um, but, uh, yeah. So universal is cool. I gotta go to Disney at some point. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been a little more lax with, with kind of going out and hanging out. Like basically as long as I know, like people are being safe. And like not being idiots, like I'll like I'll go hang out, um, just because like like you, like I said like, you know, people in my family have like some health issues that I, don't, you yeah. know, and like, I'm afraid of like bringing something home and like exactly. Yeah, I can imagine. I actually had to get I had to get tested, uh, like two or three weeks ago because someone someone I work with got exposed and uh, didn't tell anyone. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they their boyfriend, uh, their their like boyfriend got 
tested and came back positive and but she didn't but this is like the middle of the week and she didn't tell anyone like earlier in the week so she had just been there for days just like acting it's normal um, <laughs> so, so she's like, midweek oh. she's like all right i think it's time that i, I let you guys know um, my boyfriend <laughs> tested positive a couple of days ago i've just yeah. been coming into work just uh, you know keeping it to myself oh that's terrible well, well so so she found out that he was positive and then like left uh-huh. but like he had gotten tested like two or three days before uh because he was sick that previous weekend and like she didn't say anything about it um so i was just like all right well I guess I got, I guess I should get tested just like I was basically doing it just to be safe. Like it's not someone I like interact with mm-hmm. a lot at work. Um, but like, you know, basically just to be safe. So, so yeah. I got the test and I got my brain tickled. That's um, crazy. And then, then two days later they told me it was fine. So I was like, okay, that's good. good. But yeah, it was like two, three days where I was like wearing like a mask around the house, stuff like that. I was kind of, and I was like, not really like leaving my room or like whatever so but it's not an issue now so it's okay uh but yeah no COVID's crazy um oh yeah my parents they moved from new york they moved down here i was still going to school up in new york Mm -hmm. i was living with my brother on long island um and then eventually i kind of just got burnt out with school um and then they were like okay well you should come down here and work for like six months and like make a little money because I because I was just working like part time while going to school and like I was like recording bands at the time and stuff too so I was making like a little money from that but nothing nothing really substantial um, so I come down get like a full time job for six months and then uh, you know may go back for the next semester and then uh, I moved down and then I just <laughs> I never I never went back I kind of just got stuck here which I think happens to a lot of people. Um, you know they they go they go somewhere new and they're like oh this is kind of temporary and then you know a few years pass and they're like oh i guess i'm stuck here so yeah that that's what happened to me <laughs> i actually yeah. you know what's crazy is uh my first year here in orange county i just had the worst time and it, it just like wasn't what i expected i, I you know yeah. i i uh you know being a young kid I, I just thought it was going to be like this whole, you know, great adventure. I was going to move out, meet tons of cool new people because I, I just imagined everybody where I grew up was just like lame and wasn't cool. So I wanted to move to like the actual city and that's where all the, you know, cool, interesting people are. But then I like slowly realized that like everybody's like the same everywhere you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, people suck no matter where you go. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it was just like a really hard time for me just to try to fit in and make new friends, uh, you know, just starting from scratch. Cause I'm like this 21 year old just kind of dropped into this new area. And then like, I, like I would just do like the, like, you know, like, I guess it was like, maybe people thought I was like a creep or whatever, but I would like hang out at like the local comic shop and just try to talk to the local customers to see who wanted to be friends. And like, I would go to like shows still and uh, meet people there. Then eventually over time, I, uh, you know, kind of carved my own path and made new friends. But uh, that first year was just so rough. Like I literally tried to move back home. Like I, was going to transfer back you know um like transfer back to like my original location for work and then i had like money saved up to break my lease to to go home but uh one day i was driving to i was was driving to a meeting like i just finished up work i was driving to a meeting 
and then yeah. I totaled my car. So I had to like oh. sp- spend the money that I saved up, uh, you know, on getting a new car. And I was like, shit, I don't have any money to break my lease. I'm stuck here. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Like I'll figure it out. I was like, I'll maybe I'll still try to leave or maybe I'll just stay and things will get better. And I stayed and uh, I think it was for the better. Uh, I actually love it out here and I never want to leave. Uh, but okay. yeah, but, but it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that happens to a lot of people. Um, I'm not like really like religious or like spiritual in any way. Okay. Um, but I do think that like the unit, like, like this, this sounds so corny, uh, but, but I, I feel, I feel it's super hard. Um, like I think the, I think the universe tends to find a way to, to kind of nudge you in the direction you need to go or like, you know, finds a way to like get you to the place where you need to be to, to do what you want. Um, even if you don't really like, even if it's something you don't really get at first, you know? Um, I mean, cause if I did, if I never moved to Florida, I would, I wouldn't have ended. I probably wouldn't have joined Vatican and done and, you know, be able to do what I've done now with that band. Um, and you know, that's been, you know, probably the, probably the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life, you know? Uh, so, so, you know, and, you know, first, like I said, the first like two years I lived here, I absolutely hated it. It was like complete culture shock for me. Um, cause kind of like you said, like all I knew was like where I lived back home, um, you know, with like, you know, friends at shows and all that. Um, so yeah, it was like total culture shock coming down here, but then, you know, things worked out to, to me joining that band and, you know, getting to do getting to do what we what we've done and you know i uh you know like, like thinking back in hindsight i'm 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 glad it happened you know for sure no it, it, like sometimes yeah sometimes you don't see it clearly and you don't know if it's like the right move but i feel like sometimes you just gotta kind of just jump feet first and just figure it out it's, exactly yeah so so you know and uh so i so i completely get that like you know going to a new place and not really like like I, like I'm very bad at making new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like my like literally like like I sound like a like a freaking I sound I sound like an idiot sometimes. So I'm like yeah like shows and like music that's like my only that's like my only like social outlet. Um, like all like I don't have like friends like outside of like hardcore really. Um, like all my friends I've met through music through shows through touring. Um, you know and then like moving to a new place for the first time because i lived on long island my whole life um you know and then just kind of being like kind of plucked out of that it was uh it was definitely very like um definitely kind of like shook me up a little bit and it took me it took me a while to adjust but you know like i said things kind of kind of worked out the way they did and and i'm glad hell yeah no, uh, it's, it's cool that you, you know, made that move and things just seem to work out in, in its own way. And uh, hopefully the whole band situation will get better in, in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, I want I just really wanted to get out of like where I was at the time, uh, just because I'd been there for so long and I was driving down to Orange County every weekend at that point anyways, just to see friends and just to kind of get out of being at home because at, at that point I was uh, I, I just moved back in with my parents because I, I was living on my own and then uh, just the living situation didn't work out 
and I just was just living back with my parents and all I did was like play WoW. <laughs> I've worked and play WoW for like the like the last three months that I lived back home. And it was just like, I need to do something with my life. This is this guy can't be it. So, uh, you know, just ran it like, dude, literally, like I, I was like, I was so bored and I, I just had nothing to do. So I would play WoW, go to work. And then one night I just randomly decided to go to the local super Walmart and I ran into one of my friends and he was just like, it was, it was like a weird thing. Cause like, we were like, you know, really tight, but I just hadn't yeah. seen him in a while. And he was just like, yo, like, let's get lunch. Like, let's like, you know, catch up. And at that lunch, um, he was kind of fed up, like living out where we were too. And he was just like, dude, like let's move to orange County just threw it out there and i was like dude fuck it let's go like i'm down like just didn't even want to think about it i was like well i, I just need something new and uh, just somehow I, I just made everything work got you know transferred and had enough money to uh, get an apartment with him and yeah just kind of just left like when i moved away i i told my my parents and they didn't believe me they thought i was like <laughs> they thought i wasn't serious and it wasn't until i packed up my car and like i like was visiting them on my way out of town i was like yo like i don't know when i'm gonna be back is when they kind of realized like oh this guy's like actually leaving and they're like all right well be safe like we'll see you soon uh but yeah it, it was definitely a, a crazy experience and sometimes you kind of just gotta you know just just do it and then figure it out and yeah, even though you, you, even though you might be scared and not sure how things are going to work out, like it, it could be, you know, the best thing you ever do. Just go out there and just put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and, you know, you'll learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what happened when I moved up to Savannah from here. Oh, yeah. Um, OK. Because we had um, I moved up there in like uh, 2016. So I, I was already playing with the band for like mm, about six months, seven months at that point. And uh, we had done like a couple of tours and a couple of random one-off shows. Um, and uh, we were coming up on our first uh, first U.S. tour, like first tour out to California. It was us and um, us and that band down in it from North Carolina, like a metalcore band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was like when I went to go request time off from from that job at the surf shop. Um, that was the first time that they're like, oh, like we can't we can't approve that and like in my head i was like okay well am i gonna am i gonna go on the tour that i've always wanted to do you know or am i going to you know stay and work at work at the 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 surf shop in the tourist trap you know so i said all right well uh the day that the day that I put in for my request, the first day, that's my last day working. So here's so, you know, this is my notice. So I quit that job to do that tour. Um, and then we got back to Savannah and uh, I realized, oh, well, I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to go back to work. Can I stay here with one of you? So um, I lived on my guitar player, Nolan's couch for like three months um, and like when we got back from tour, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm going to try and like stay up here for a little while and see what happens. Uh, so I went down and like, I grabbed like, you know, like my computer and like all my like recording, like demoing stuff. Um, and like basically like a duffel bags worth of clothes, um, and moved back up. And yeah, like I lived in, I lived on in my guitar player's living room for a couple of months and I got a job up there. And then, like a few months after that, I got a place with Hosey on my drummer and a couple of other people. Um, and yeah, you know, I I lived up there for two years. Uh, and like at first, I really liked it a lot. And then I realized that I don't 
really like like Savannah is really cool. Like I like going up there and like visiting, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think I think the I don't think living there was right for me. At least not at that moment. Um, because I definitely I, mean, I did it all completely on a whim. It was literally like okay, I'm I'm not working, so I don't have to go home. So I'm just gonna stay here and I'll figure it out from there. Which I'm I'm glad I did it. Um, because I feel like that's like. I don't want to say it's like like a character building thing because like you know it's like oh, I was hanging out with my friends and you know I was living with it was like my first time like living like on my own and like living with roommates and you know doing all that um so you know that was cool to do for the first time and I don't regret it at all but uh you know especially now that I'm like a little older it's like yeah I would never do that again like oh like live like live on my friend's couch I, I wouldn't do it willingly, you know, I don't want to say never because, you know, you never know what could happen, you know, but, uh, you know, like I'm definitely, I'm definitely like a little more like not conservative, but I think a little more about stuff like that now versus like back then I was very much like, oh, like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just do it. Um, so I lived up there for about two years and then I got sick of it. And, uh, when my, the lease in the last place I was living at ended, I just moved back down here. Um, you know, and I talked to my, I talked to the guys in my band and they were all fine with it. Cause I was like, yo, like I'm not really happy here. And you know, I kind of just want to move back down and you know, I'll still do the band and do whatever I got to do for that. So they're like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's how it was when you first joined. So yeah, so, so I just did that. And like this day and age, it's like not that hard to stay community, like to, to communicate. It's just so easy, you know, just with technology, it's like so easy. So like I, there's like so yeah. many bands, like you'd be surprised that the members are just like so spread out and they're not actually all from like, are all living currently in the same city. Oh yeah. So, so many bands, dude, so many bands. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's like a cool thing with like technology and like the internet. I mean, like, even when I lived in Savannah, like, we still had one member who lived in Atlanta, which is about four hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, we're, we're kind of like spread out around the Southeast. Like, I live in Florida. Most of the band lives in Savannah. And then um, another guy lives in Atlanta. So basically, like, a lot of times, like, we're just like, we're just demoing ideas, like, in our bedrooms or whatever. Um, and then, like, sending ideas back and forth. And that's how, like, we write a lot of music. And then like once a month or once every other month, we'll we'll meet up in Savannah somewhere and we'll spend a weekend like basically doing the same thing just in front of a computer. But all of us working on it together, because um, a lot of times that's when like our best stuff comes out. So, yeah. So, th- those, so those two years. Th- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying like. Um, like the like we're like we're definitely like spread out, but we're not like spread out enough that we can't like get together for a weekend like easily you know so that's like a cool like balance thing i think we have yeah because think about it like four hours isn't that long if like you guys actually like you know really need to get together and do something like it's definitely manageable you could do like a day like a day trip if like it's actually needed yeah which i've done before like i've i've literally like driven up to savannah um you know done whatever we had to do in town you know do you know whatever we were working on and then literally drove back the same night it sucks like i don't like doing that if i don't have to mm-hmm. but uh you know it's it's feasible for sure you know so you mentioned you spent two years there 
yeah like i've never been there like what's there to do out there um it's a it's a very like historical city mm-hmm. um it's like one of like the oldest cities in the country or something um so like a lot of like the buildings are like very old it's it's nice to like walk around and like especially around like the river because it's right on the river mm-hmm. um there's like a lot of like bars and like gift shops it's, it's a very like touristy area um there's like a but there's also like a lot of like pretty nature and like you know a lot of like cool like old architecture you can see um a lot of people say it's like one of like the most haunted cities in the country too so like there's like always like a bunch of like ghost tours and stuff like that um so basically what i think most people do in savannah is they go to bars and they go and they they go on like ghost tours and stuff like that um i think those are like two of like the main things that a lot of people do in the and, two uh, years that you lived there, how many ghost tours did you go on? Zero. Oh, <laughs> zero. Just not into it, or? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It, it just, it like a couple, a couple of my guys have done it, and like a couple of them have like tried to like, you know, done like not like I guess you could call it like urban exploring, like finding like, you know, there's like an old like cement factory in Savannah has been closed down but like you were able to get into it if you knew if you knew the way and uh you know it's kind of like just this weird old dusty thing but like sometimes you take pictures and there's like the little like orbs and stuff you see mm-hmm. um which like people some people say is like some like spectral energy or some some crazy shit like that um a couple of my guys are into that um i i never really was so i was just kind of like and eh, no, i'm good on that and obviously like you know, I don't drink or anything, so uh, so I'm kind of just like, oh, like, you know, I'm not gonna really like, I'll, like I'll go to a bar to like hang out if like a bunch of my friends are there, mm-hmm. but um, you know, my uh, I w- I won't spend a super long time there, um, because because uh, I know eventually like something will happen where I will get annoyed by someone who's uh who's who's not sober, which is fine, like that's totally valid. I'm not I'm not being like oh shouldn't drink or anything like that i just i know i'll get like annoyed by something so i'd rather just like not be in be in that kind of scenario at all you know yeah you just want to kind of be able to enjoy yourself and not have to worry about you know being around other people that could hinder that yeah so so you know and that and that kind of like once once that happened once i moved somewhere where like going to the bars was like a big big social thing i realized like oh like you know, I don't really like this. So, you know, that I think was kind of like the start of me being like a, a little more of like the kind of stay at home, like homebody type. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause like, yeah, I like hanging out with my friends and stuff, but I also like just like, you know, chilling at home, watching like movies or something like that. So also I get, I just get tired so much more easily now, you know, being older and like destroying my body on tour over the past like five or six years yeah so, sometimes so it's like my, yeah sorry go ahead uh, i'll say so, sometimes i'm like in my room and i'm like sitting on, on my computer and like i'll like start to get a little tired and like i know if i just get in my bed like it's it's game over like i'll pass out but if i just yep. can you know just just focus just not get in my bed and get comfortable like i'll be fine i'll just i'll just stay in my computer chair or i'll leave my room and I'll, I'll i'll be okay but it's just like yeah just something about it like I'll, I'll just get in bed and like 
like i fall asleep fast so i i, I just that's it like if i lay down it's over like it, it's terrible are you a coffee drinker uh no uh well so i'll drink coffee uh, occasionally like I'll, I'll go and um you know meet friends or whatever but it's not something i like seek out like it's pretty bad i, I think I, I drink red bull like more than coffee so it's like i i drink a lot of water and red bull and like that's it okay that's cool i was just curious i i didn't i didn't start drinking coffee until actually i until i moved up to savannah like i had never drank it before mm-hmm. um because i start so when i moved up to savannah i started working at target okay um you know because they were like you know a decent enough retail job and they would give me you know most of the time like 30 40 hours um but they would like schedule me for like a lot of like closing shifts and then opening the next day so we'd close at 11 i'd leave at 11 30 get home at you know midnight and then have to be back at the store at like 8 a.m the next day um so and there was like you know targets have like a starbucks in the front at most stores now so i started drinking starbucks just to kind of like like oh if i don't i'm gonna like fall asleep on like the floor um so i started because basically because of that um and then it kind of just spiraled from there i'm not i'm not on like lumpy level coffee head i don't think (laughs) um he's really into it yeah he, he he is the coffee guy um but uh but now I'm like, like, it's like a regular thing for me now, especially the last like, it's like the last like month or two. Um, I've been doing like a lot of like uh, intermittent fasting. Okay. And like doing like some cardio. I'm, I'm trying to basically since I'm not touring, I'm trying to like take care of my body a little better. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. That's good. But, but uh, yeah. So, so one of the only things I can drink while I'm fasting is black coffee. So, uh. So a lot of times, like, that's the only thing I'll have in the morning. Um, you know, like like a 24 or like a 32-ounce coffee, like, on the way into work or whatever. Um, Dang, that's just black. Yeah, just black. I, I Before I even started fasting, I st- like, a few months ago, I, I was like, I should probably pry. Because I was drinking, like, you know, like, I'd drink, like, coffee with oat milk or I'd drink, like, a dirty chai or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which is fine. Like I still get all those things, but um, I kind of thought to myself that hey, maybe I should start drinking, trying, trying to force myself to like like black coffee because I think it's like a little healthier. Um, so I kind of forced myself to do it. It's definitely an acquired taste, and it de- it definitely depends on where I'm getting the coffee from. Um, like there's a couple of local spots I like that I can get black coffee from and drink it all day, but like if I go to like starbucks or like duncan or something like that's like dirt water so 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 like i have to get something sweet there but uh but yeah so then i started fasting and i was like oh like i'm already drinking black coffee so that's like kind of like an easy thing so and so yeah so i drink so i drink a lot of black coffee now when um when you go to always the- iced never hot okay so always iced. yeah i live in florida why why the hell would why the hell would anyone drink like a hot drink in Florida? When you it's, go to these places to get black coffee, are you able to like taste the, the the difference in like their beans? Are you like on that level where you're like you know super into it? Um, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not like lumpy level, but like mm-hmm. I can tell like the difference in like a roast and like the flavor or whatever. Okay. Like you know, like 
you know, black, like, oh, like black coffee or cold brew from this one place is good. Is like, I can kind of like tell the difference between that and like, you know, another place I go to, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, like where, where are you getting your roast from? You know, like, I, like I'm not like that. <laughs> okay. You're not um, questioning if it's like single origin or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty casual okay. with it. Um, I'm just like, okay, if it's black and it doesn't taste like total shit, uh, then yeah, I'll, I'll drink it, you know? Yeah. yeah. For me, whenever I go to a coffee spot, I'll just get like a latte, like maybe like a, yeah. a, a hazelnut latte, but nothing too crazy. Like I'm not out there getting like those milkshakes. Like when, when I go, if I go to Starbucks, which is like, you know, rare because I'll just yeah. try to support the local coffee shops around here. Um, yeah, of course. It's, it's always just uh, just weird when I see people getting those like crazy fraps, and I'm just like, this is like that's not even like coffee. It's so weird to yeah. me. Yeah, it's just like a weird like dessert thing. Yeah, this is um, it's weird. Yeah, no, I mean I'll get like like a lot of times after work or like on the weekend or something, I'll get like um like a like a vanilla latte with like oat milk or something, or like I'll get like you know like a dirty chai. Um, but uh, but yeah, no nothing nothing crazy weird frozen blended thing i sound like such a boomer right now but uh but yeah no none, none of that for me i like i like it pretty pretty straightforward and simple hmm. and you mentioned uh you know who would get a hot drink in florida is the so i've been to florida in august in october and in march and it, the, it's the, been hot all the time yeah, like I, I, I swore up and down. I'm like, okay, well, we're going, you know, late October. Uh, it's it's uh, like going to be fall. Uh, the weather should be nice. I remember I, I packed a couple different hoodies and I got off yeah. the plane and I was like, what the hell is going on? Why is it still so hot out here and like humid? For the well, for reference, right now it is. Uh, what is it? The 21st. Yes. Um, of September, it's currently 82 degrees where I live right now. Um and my humidity current okay so humidity is not that bad it's at like 52 percent right now mm-hmm. um and then actually it's start okay so I'm, I'm looking at my weather app right now on my phone and it's going down it's starting to go down a little bit um like i think the high this week is gonna be like 88 okay um, that's not too bad but legit up until like i mean last week there were a couple of days that were like 90 91 degrees um it's it's this is literally just how it is for like 10 months out of the year yeah it's insane it sucks. and i work outside so it's uh it's not fun sometimes the the one time where i thought i was like legitimately gonna pass out i was uh actually we were at universal studios and i didn't think it was yeah. gonna be that bad of a day and it was you know like i got off my flight and we went straight to universal and i was wearing pants and i <laughs> and dude like choice it was terrible i, I remember I, like i was so mad because I, I was so uncomfortable and then i was like sweating through my t-shirt and i was i, I barely made it like i was like paying like so much money for like like overpriced water <laughs> just to try to stay hydrated and not pass out but it was like the only time because it was so hot it was just so bad and i've never felt like that in, in my entire life and i i grew up out in the desert where the summer it gets like you know a hundred you know hundred sixteen, but it's, it's just a different kind of like heat out there because it's yeah. like you know the, that desert heat versus like out there in Florida. It's just uh, it's just so gross. Yeah, it's a bit of a swamp over here sometimes. Yeah, uh, 
it's definitely uh, it can definitely be a little brutal. I usually um, most of the time I'll wear pants at work, um, and I'm usually suffer. I'm usually suffering the consequences of that, but uh, I kind of just deal with it. There'll be a couple of days though where like I'll just give up and I'll just wear shorts to work because um, yeah, it's just way too hot. Yeah, but um, I don't want to say I've gotten used to heat at all. I because I really haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, like people always say, like, oh, like yeah, your like your blood thins out a little bit, so it's like you can like, you know, you can deal with it a little better. But uh, no, I'm a I'm a fat hairy guy from New York. It's me, me and me and Heat will ne- me and Heat like that will never get along, you know. Um, so I I work at a I work at a car dealership right now. I'm 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 basically like a lot attendant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I move cars around and, you know, gas them up. Sometimes I have to pick up cars from other, other dealers, which is, that's the best part of the job. But a lot of times I'm getting into cars that have been like sitting in the sun right. and it'll be like yeah. 110, 112 degrees in the car. Yeah, it's just you know, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yep, I'm suffering right now. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I can deal with the, the heat, but like. I, I like it out here in Orange County because like we're, we're like spoiled because the majority of the year out here like the the, the weather is really nice so it's just like yeah. summer it gets you know kind of bad uh, yeah. we'll, do, we'll deal with it it's almost over but I I don't think I could live anywhere that actually got like you know every season like snow like when, when I think about snow I don't think I could handle like living in in that <laughs> snow is nice when you uh, when you don't have to shovel it um, it's definitely like cool to see it's like. It's like it's definitely nice for like a nice like holiday type feel, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like shoveling snow sucks. Um, I mean, it's it's weird. Like where I lived on Long Island, like like yeah, we would get like blizzards and stuff, but I've also had like plenty of like you know like Christmases where there was like no snow on the ground. You know, even living up there, um, it's kind of strange. But but then like the next year we'd get a blizzard and get like three feet of snow, and have to like shovel out our cars and stuff like that. That shit's not fun. Yeah, um, can't imagine having the- having to get up like like early for work just to be able to get to work. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I, I'm already I'm already suffering to go to work, and you're making me suffer even more just to just to get up and do this manual labor for a little bit to go to go work to work this dumbass job for however long. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I definitely, I definitely miss, I don't think I miss snow, but I definitely miss like seasonal changes. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause like I said, it's like 90 degrees every day for 10 months out of the year here. Yeah, um, basically it'll start to cool down a little bit in like November, December, um, where I like, the high of the day will still be like 79, 80, but that's like in the early afternoon. And then like, you can like, there have been times where I've been able to wear like a hoodie most of the day here. Oh, that's um, nice. And then sometimes, sometimes at night it'll get down to like 40 degrees. Um, but that's really like the, like that's if like a cold front's hitting, you know, and that'll be like the coldest it'll get, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I remember, some friends and I, we did like an East Coast trip a couple of years ago, and we yeah. we drove from uh, Long Island to Connecticut. We were at, we got an Airbnb in like New Haven, and just okay. And I remember it was uh, during like uh, like late October, 
yeah, it was like late October we went because I like, it was around Halloween, and I remember, uh, you know, just seeing like all the trees like on, on the highway or the freeway, and just like all just like orange and just crazy because me and my friends we we don't really get that out here. The the, the trees well, we have palm trees, so they don't change yeah. with the seasons. So just being out there and just seeing like just like all these crazy like orange trees. It was like such a trip, and it was like, okay, wow, this like actually feels like fall, like you know, Halloween like time versus like back home, where it's just like you know, it's sunny, nice weather, and palm trees everywhere. Yeah, you know, freaking uh, Halloween on the beach, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's definitely like, I think growing up where I grew up was like a unique experience, and obviously, like it doesn't feel like super unique to me just because like I lived it and you know I grew up in it. Yeah. Um you know but then like i meet you know meet people from other places who are like oh yeah like i've never like 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 you said like seeing like the like the leaves change and like get like a real like autumn or a real winter or something like that they're like yeah i've never seen that um so and like that's it's not just that like even like kind of growing up and like my upbringing and like even like going to like shows and stuff on long island i feel like that's all very like unique experience that not everyone gets so i feel i feel very grateful that I got to like that like that's the that's how I grew up um so I think it kind of gives me a not I guess like a unique perspective on some stuff um it's just it's just interesting to think about um I'm definitely like I said I'm definitely like grateful yeah. to have that to have that chance to like grow up somewhere like Long Island you know yeah, I've I've talked to a lot of people from Long Island, uh, you know, and I, I've kept in touch with with a lot of people, and uh, I, I feel like that scene is super awesome, and I, I, I that's like one place I want to go and be able to experience a show and see bands from Long Island play on Long Island. So oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. So uh, it's it's something cool, and it, yeah, like when you're in it, you don't get you really realize sometimes that uh, you're getting like this unique experience because it's not unique to you because uh, yeah. that's just all you know but w- when you actually travel and talk to other people and uh, get like more cultured and, and you kind of see things differently and, and realize that uh, you know sometimes you get a different perspective on where you grew up and you know the things you went through yeah no I think I think both moving down here and then like touring definitely kind of gave me that perspective like I realized like oh like people like even even like not even in like a i don't want to say like socioeconomic but like like just like people people who ha- would have like like an analogous upbringing to me just somewhere else that wasn't long island like even then like even if like the circumstances were like pretty similar like it was still like a different experience you know um and it took it took me really like stepping out of where i lived and you know going other places to really like see that like like how you feel about long island was how i felt about like going to like california growing up like i always wanted to like go out to california and you know see shows out there and do all that um and then i got to and i was like oh yeah this is crazy like this is awesome um and then you know just thinking about the difference between that and where i came from like seeing like the similarities and the differences you know I think I think living I think living in like a coastal place in general is like a pretty like unique thing. Um, so I feel I feel lucky that I got to that I got to have that, and I'm sure you feel similar. You know, being from like California and stuff. 
I, I always feel like my trip to Long Island, I, I feel like I was kind of like cheated myself because when I went, I, yeah, I, I knew, you know, which was funny. It's like when I went, I, I was friends with Steve, but um, when I was on Long Island, he was actually out here um, in Long Beach doing a Kaiju uh, big battle yeah. event. So, cause he invited me, he's like, Hey, like um, come to my event. And I was like, dude, I have this like vacation plan. I'm actually going to be on Long Island. Like what the hell? This is so weird <laughs> that we're like, like kind of swapping places. So I always feel like I, I kind of cheated myself because when I went out there, the only friend that I knew wasn't there and I didn't know all the people that I know now. So I was just like, damn it. Like I want to go back and actually experience it. Cause like when I went, we went to uh, a Dunkin' Donuts and then we went to the <laughs> Amityville horror house and then kind of just okay. drove around and then we got stuck on the Long Island expressway when we were trying to leave. Like, um, yeah, yeah so, that's, like, that, that's, that's the real deal experience. right? There. Yeah. So like, that's my experience. But like when I go back, it's like, I want to like, you know, see the people that I know now. I want to go to like all the local places they told me about. Like, uh, um, there's like uh, some burger place called all American that people keep talking oh, about. Yeah. So, all Americans. Yeah, so you know about that. Obviously, like you live there, so it's like, yeah, I, I want to do stuff like that and just like hang out and just get like the real, like you know, local Long Island experience. Yeah, it's funny. Um, there's like a while, like, like, f- like food is a very social thing to me. Mm-hmm. A bad guy. Um, yeah, that's how we met. But um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's like a lot of places on Long Island that like I loved growing up, like All American or like Cherry Valley, um, that like I can't really have anymore because I'm vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like a funny thing like now like going back uh you know that kind of different mindset um but yeah yeah though there's definitely like i've definitely had that experience too where like i've gone somewhere for the first time and been just kind of like clueless of what to do um and then you know then i meet people and you know develop like friendships there and then the next time I come back i'm able to like really like experience it you know like in like with that that kind of guidance from like you know whatever friends from there that i have that i had made previously so i think the next time you go back you'll you'll have a good time yeah 100 percent. i have like a list of people that i like you know i'm gonna call that uh you know gonna try to get everybody together and just try to make the best of it um but but i i definitely do agree with you like when i think about my trips to orlando like the first time i went I stayed on property like dude I was there for yeah. two weeks which was crazy to think about now because like I, I don't want to do that ever again but I literally yeah, that's st- a long time. dude it, yeah it's insane to think about I was on we we were um uh, staying at the Port Orleans uh, uh resort we were there for two weeks and we, we didn't have a car so we were literally stuck in this Disney bubble for two weeks we literally uh, landed at MCO got on the um, the magic express or whatever and then went straight to our resort and then we never left the, the disney bubble so like that was like my first experience and then like when i came back with steve uh you know got a car and he knows his way around town he knows people so like you know kind of getting out of the disney bubble and being able to see a little more of the actual like city um and then just going back every year like multiple times it's like okay cool now i feel like i i get it and it's not like I, i'm not like like I, I don't feel so lost. I don't feel like a foreigner. Like when I go there, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've been here like so many times. Like you know, con- like consecutively. Like it, it just feels normal to me now when I go out there. Yeah, you feel you feel like a little less of a tourist, even though you're still like doing like touristy stuff. Yeah, 
hundred <laughs> percent. Cause it like, like it's like every year it's like, okay, uh, we didn't get to it this year, but like, we know we'll be back next year. So like, we'll do it if it's still there, yeah. hopefully. So, but yeah, a hundred percent. It's like, I, I don't uh, feel like a tourist, even though I, I am, uh, but, but, but it's still fun, you know, just getting to be able to kind of like, I feel like, yeah, just kind of gaining more ground and just, uh, and especially since the people that I go with, we're all, you know, so experienced. We've been there so many times that like, we're not like, like we're excited to, to, to be there in the moment, but it's not like we're rushing to do everything like, on like a checklist it's like oh, like we'll just do stuff like as they come like we're not really in a rush like we're actually there in vacation mode just to chill and just to like enjoy each other's company yeah yeah no that's definitely cool to be able to like you're not like feeling like i like like a rush 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 to like get stuff done or like feel like you don't have enough time to do stuff um that's always like a cool thing and that's like something i kind of have to deal with on tour sometimes it's like you know a lot of times like we'll go to like a city that i've like wanted to go to forever mm-hmm. or like you know so, like some random place that i've wa- i've wanted to like spend time in and it's like like awesome i'm here but then it's like okay well like we have to load in at this time and you know then we have the show and then you know we have you know wherever the the show the next day is you know we might have to like leave early or drive that night you know so it's like a lot of times like i'll get to go somewhere that like i've always wanted to go but i don't get a whole lot of time there um so like like day like you know when when i'm able to work that out where like i have like a day that, or like a good solid few hours that i can spend like walking around the city is like it's like so it's so sick like the first time i went to portland i was i think we drove overnight um because we were we either drove up um to portland from the bay or we were driving that night down to the bay. I'm trying to remember because because I've done that drive like three times now, and it's it's awful every time mm-hmm. from like the Pacific Northwest down to Cap, like the Bay Area. Um, I, I think, or might I think we I think we played Seattle, and then we played Portland the next day, or like vice versa. Um, and that was like my first time in Portland, and I was able to like actually walk around and like spend some time exploring and i had actually found out um a friend of mine from back home was living out there so and like she saw like i had posted i was in portland or something so she hit me up so like i was able to like walk to like her work and we were able to get lunch and and stuff like that and i was like it was like it's it's still one of like my favorite memories just because like i was able to just kind of like go do my own thing for a little bit and um and spend some time and like you know we'll still like be able to take time to like you know, whenever we're in a new city, we'll go to like a comic shop or, or a record store or like, you know, some sort of secondhand place or like, you know, like, well, we'll be able to do like cool touristy stuff. But then there's like other times where like I wish I had time just to kind of like explore a little more, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're on like a limited time because you got to, you, know, you have all those other responsibilities to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, but like, it's still cool. Like I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything like touring and stuff like that. Um, so, but yeah, Tom, Tom's, Tom's the comic guy in my band. Uh, so like we always go to like comic shops for him and then mm-hmm. like we'll go like record stores and then like Hosey and is like, like everyone else in the band like games a lot. So like we'll always find like crazy, like random video game stores oh, yeah. and like find random, like cool stuff there. Um, and then like, I, I always like going to just like, like music stores or like secondhand stores 
um i kind of like passively collect cds now oh wow okay that's cool so like like i collected vinyl for a while but you know it just kind of like i kind of got like a little like i like i bought like a hundred records in the span of like less than a year okay um and then i was like oh like i don't really have like a good setup to play it on and actually i think i sold most of them when i lived in savannah because i had to pay for rent one month so i sold them to like the record store like the one of the main records was up there um but i've always had like cds around so i kind of started like collecting cds so like we'll go to like you know like a secondhand store like a second and charles um or even just like whatever random record store and like we'll find stuff so that, that's like my thing i like to do um and then we'll do like the video game stores and the comic stores like like we always, we always make time for those because that's stuff that's like essential to like our like personal interests you know yeah uh I always think uh, the format for CDs are pretty interesting because w- when I grew up, like the thing that was in well, when I was a kid was like tapes. Obviously, I had like a a Walkman, and then CDs. I I remember my mom buying me like my first CD, and that was cool. But then I I've always had like this weird thing with like having like physical stuff. Like yeah, uh, I, I just don't like having a lot of things I, I i definitely don't get attached to to anything that i have so sure uh, so like now being an adult i try to just have everything like digital so when it comes to like video games movies it's just all digital i have no interest in having anything physical and same thing with music i have these streaming services so it's just like i don't have to deal with uh, you know buying anything um, and I have to find like obviously like outside of streaming, I, I still try to find other ways to support the bands that I like. So yeah. I like the things that I do collect uh, that I have like an abundance of is like my comic books and T-shirts. Yeah. I just have like so many and it's terrible and I, I have no <laughs> idea what to do with them. Yeah. So so you so I don't so I guess you don't have like too much of that like collector gene besides for like maybe like comic books and merch and stuff. Uh, uh, Mer- like when it comes to merch I-, I just buy whatever like i think looks cool like i don't really care like if it's like, you know like an og whatever like i'll buy a boot i'll make a boot whatever uh but oh, yeah yeah w- when it comes to comics i that's where I-, I definitely do nerd out like i before i get any variant like i, w- I have to have like you know cover a like first pressing um and if i can't have <laughs> that like uh, i'm not gonna you know want to collect that run until i can get it so th- th- I'm, I'm like a stickler about that but it- other than that it's just like yeah just normal stuff that's sick no and that's cool i definitely um i was definitely on kind of like a more minimal tip for a couple of years where i was like i don't really i don't really like care about like having like a like kind of like you like oh like i have like you know everything's digital now mm-hmm. um but then more recently i've kind of been like on like a on a tip of like trying to find inspiration from stuff um and i found i do like having like for some for things that I care about, like like music's the thing I love more than things. So it's like having like even just like a CD and being able to like open it and like look at like whatever weird artwork or the layout and like getting to like I guess like look at the lyrics and like the thank yous and like it's it's like a little like time capsule thing, I guess. Um and I have like some I have some CDs that are like of stuff that's like not on streaming. So it's like, oh, like I'm happy I have this because it's like stuff I love, like random, like it's random, like old, like like shoegaze or like old, like hardcore bands or even like even like stuff I have on like my iTunes that like like random demos from bands that like put out a demo and then broke up. 
So like, there's no reason they'd be on like Spotify or anything like that. So I don't know. I um more recently I got into having like a physical like physical stuff, um, but I definitely understand the whole idea of being like more minimal with it and just you know I have everything digital, so it's like why why bother you know? So for sure. I can definitely I can definitely appreciate that for sure. Yeah, and I, I think the reason why I'm like this is because I. Uh, I, I used to move a lot. Like I would like, you yeah. know, be moving to like a new spot like every year. So it's just like the thought of moving is terrible and like the process <laughs> of moving sucks. So I, just to make it easier on myself, like I would just get rid of everything. Like I, I remember uh, one year I was moving out of this house that I was living in with my friends uh, and I had just bought like a new TV and I was just like, I don't want this TV. Like it doesn't even fit in my car and like I'm not going <laughs> to get like a U-Haul or anything to move this. So I'm just gonna get rid of it. So like I just like went crazy. I like sold off like my like thousand dollar TV for like two hundred bucks off like Craigslist because I just had to like you know undercut the market just to get rid of it. And then I sold all my consoles uh, and I just got rid of that. And I, I, that's why like I only have a, a, a Nintendo Switch and a PC. So I got out of like Xbox One and PS4 like a couple of years ago, and I've missed out on a lot of games. Uh, you know the the exclusive on those consoles because I got rid of them because I sold them. And I just never rebought them because i was like okay it's like too late in the life cycle because the new systems are coming out really soon and i don't want to invest when i'm gonna have to reinvest for the new system so it's like i'm just gonna wait and i've been yeah. holding out so uh it, you it's, want to get you trying to get a ps5 yo shout out my buddy uh nate uh, he co-hosts my mma podcast with me he actually bought me a ps5 the other day dude. wow dude no. Tell, tell, tell him to buy me a PS5, man. I want one. Dude, he, he came in clutch. Like, we, like, I tried so hard. Like, I, I went and I never shop at GameStop. The last time I shopped at GameStop was when I pre ordered my Switch. And yeah. so I went back to the same GameStop in Fullerton and I was literally, I was two people away from getting into the door to make my reservation. And then the guy came out and was like, yo, like, we had to cut it off. So I was super bummed about that. And then I was, uh, you know, following that Wario 64 guy on Twitter, seeing his updates yeah. to see what retailers online were posting. And I, I tried every retailer when they went up uh, Walmart, Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and I just got no luck. It was so hard. But then this uh, company out of Atlanta, uh, I, I don't remember the website, but um, that Wario guy posted it. And my buddy Nate um, hit me up. He's like, yo, like I got one in my cart. Like, do you want it? And I was like, yes, get it, please. I need one. So <laughs> so he 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 hooked it up. That's so sick. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think Hosian, my drummer, he was able to get a get a pre order through okay. GameStop like day one. Which yeah, is insane. Yeah, lucky. Um, couple a couple of my friends did. Um, I uh, so I'm kind of like you in that I haven't really had like a current gen console in like ten years. Mm -hmm. Like I have a Switch and that's it. Okay. Um, but like, like the last thing I really did with gaming was when I first moved up to Savannah. Uh, one of my friends had just bought a PS4. And he had like an Xbox 360, so he was like, "Here, like, I don't need this. You can you can use this while you're living on our couch." Okay. So, Keep yourself entertained. So just, yeah. So I just had like a three. So I had a 360 with like GTA 5, and I just played the shit out of that. Um, Yo, that game's still going strong to this day, dude. For real, it's 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 crazy how like how much they've been able to like milk it, which is sick. I mean, if I if I get a PS5, uh, I'll probably just get. GTA 5 again and play it on that because I played it on 360 and then I played it on my friend's PS4 mm -hmm. when I moved into the second place I lived in in Savannah and it was almost like it felt like a different game almost with like the graphics and like what you were able to like do with it and stuff so so I'll definitely uh 
I definitely want to get a PS4. Um, and like the price isn't as bad as I thought it'd be for like the disc drive one. Um, oh, which yeah. you, which you, I'm sure, I'm sure knowing you, like you don't care about physical stuff. You'd probably go for, you're probably going for like the digital drive, right? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like when I saw the digital version, I was like, okay, that's, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a great it. move. It's cheaper, which is awesome on my part. And it's like, yeah, like I have no desire to buy anything physical just because, um, I, I have like thousands of comic books just sitting in boxes that I love and cherish. And it's like, those games are going to be the same thing. And yeah. it's like, I don't want like a whole nother set of stuff. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think with the pandemic, once I realized like, oh, I'm probably going to just be home for a while. Mm-hmm. That was when I realized like, oh, like I kind of want to start like investing in like, like where I live and like having like the stuff I love be out and about. Cause I was kind of like you where I was like, when I lived in Savannah, I was moving like once a year, if not like more frequently. Um, and I was just kind of like, oh, like, like, yeah, like less, less shit I have to move the better. Um, but then like when I came back down here, I was like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to be here, but I'm going to be on tour every other month. So it's like, you know, I really just need like a bed and like my computer. Um, but then like this year with like, you know, pandemic stuff and, you know, all touring this year getting scrapped, I was like, oh, like you know i'm i'm going to be here let me uh let me do let me do something to to make to make myself feel a little more at home you know um so that's when i started like you know like i have like a whole shelf with like my cd's and like you know i have like a bunch of like posters and like old show flyers from like shows i've played or gone to like kind of framed up on the walls now like i've never done that before um and just kind of like being like surrounded by like shit i love you know Mm-hmm. Um, I got a new TV like a month ago by accident, so that's yep. that's sick. My first like 4K TV. Wait, how how, how did you get a TV by accident? <laughs> so so my my parents got a new. Uh, we had to get a new AC system installed. Okay. Um, and like th- basically like the deal that the company had was like, oh, like, you install the system, we'll give you like a 4K TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like it's like a 55 inch. It's like the che- like one of, like the cheapy like Walmart ones. Like it's that brand on like O N N. Okay. Um, so it's nothing crazy. It, like if I was going to buy a new TV, it wouldn't be one I buy, but we got it for free and there was nowhere else in the house to, to put it. So I got it. Um, so, and it's been, it's been sick. It's so awesome. I love it. Um, like even just watching, like I've been watching so much more like streaming stuff now on it mm-hmm. since I got it. Um, but yeah, so like, I basically just I spend a lot of time at home like in my room whether I'm just like chilling or like writing music like I write like I have like my whole like demo set up in my room too so like being able to like like it sounds it sounds kind of weird and corny but being able to look and see like the things that like influence me like musically and like even just like visually like like from like an, just a general like artistic standpoint is like important to me so I'm glad I was able to like I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be home for however long now. So let me, let me take some time and really, you know, put, put some, uh, put some effort into making my room, my room, you know? Yeah. I was watching your Instagram story and I messaged you about it. You had that uh, framed Koyo um, thing that came with the CD. And I was just like, yeah, stoked to see that. Cause I, I love that band so much. I dude, I, I, I ride hard for Koyo. I love, I love, I love everyone in that band. I love I love the style like 
the style of music they do is is something that's like very close to my heart mm-hmm. like that kind of like melodic like you know like surface level yeah you could call it like a pop punk band but it's like still like rooted very deeply in like like melodic like long island hardcore like like the two like the two bands like i think of like um like poyo and like rule them all as kind of like two two sides of like a similar like melodic hardcore coin okay for long island um where where i hear a lot more of like um silent majority style music coming from like rule them all and then koyo i hear like a lot like you know taking back sunday and like the movie life Mm -hmm. um and like those are all bands that i love that I, i i grew up listening to um so it's like both those bands but yeah like koyo like like those bands like that kind of music is like very like close to me like i feel like a like deep like nostalgia for that kind of stuff so like when they when they dropped that ep i was like oh yeah this is this it's hitting right you know yeah i i was telling um uh uh danny smith uh, i was telling him that like i would love to see uh rule them all choreo and victory garden tour Oh, dude, yo, Victory Garden too. That band is great. Yeah, I, I love those bands. Like, yeah, and just like, yeah, they're just so close to, you know, um, like hardcore and just playing like homage to like that Long Island sound is is just so sick. And I like when I think of those bands just being all from like the same area. It's just like those are the bands I want to see like get together and just you know tour across the country and just like you know show everybody like hey, like you know like we're doing this awesome sound here on Long Island. Like get into it. Yeah, I um. Uh... I, I finally saw I haven't seen Koyo yet because I think I think they've only played like one show, um, but I saw Rule Them All for the first time finally uh, back in November okay. last year um, when because I flew up uh, to New York to start the our tour with Sanction, mm-hmm. um, so I I flew up the night before and I went to the Sanction record release uh, at Revolution on Long Island and Rule Them All played and like. It was like them and like a bunch of other like heavy bands. Like I think like like Jukai played, Cipher played, um, but like I think like Year of the Knife played too. So like, but then like seeing like Rule Them All play too, just like total like kind of black sheep on that show like sonically, but uh, they still had like an amazing reaction. Like kids on Long Island just like anything from Long Island. Like the same kids who like like Sanction love like Rule Them All. You know. That's awesome. So and uh, just getting to finally see them was like so sick. Like that was like one of my favorite sets I watched that year. Oh, yeah. And I, I love when bands do that because it's like, yeah, it might be weird to be the black sheep uh, that doesn't go with like the, the whole lineup. But I feel like that's just a great way to stick out and just kind of try to gain new fans or just kind of open up people's minds to like different music. Yeah, I think uh, I think my band kind of always accidentally did that. Cause we've always been kind of like a, like a metalcore band, mm-hmm. but most of us kind of grew up going to like hardcore shows and stuff. So, you know, most of the time we're playing like hardcore shows with hardcore bands, you know? Um, and a lot of times we'll be like the metal, the metal band on the lineup or the metalcore band on the lineup. But that's just like, it's just what we know, you know? And like, we've played, you know, shows with like metal bands too. Like, you know, like we did like, those like shows with Attila, we've done shows with like the Acacia Strain and Knock Loose, and you know, like we we played a show in Atlanta, like a weird metal fest that had like 
Exodus and Exhorter headlining. Mm-hmm. And um, and Vatican. Like even what was that? And Vatican. And Vatican, and Vatican. yeah. <laughs> so, um, which like was weird for us because like we had never played like a straight up like metal show like that, but it was still sick. Um, and I think that's always been like a thing we've tried to do is like be able to play anywhere with anyone. Um, and it kind of just kind of happened like that. So, so yeah. that's definitely something I definitely something I appreciate. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to be able to play uh, in those different types of settings and not just kind of, uh, you know, put yourself in a box and just play like one type of show. Yeah, we definitely I mean, because like, you know, you you know, we might play, you know, a show like we did a tour with like Judiciary and Creeping Death and it was awesome. Like, I love all those bands, but like the people who saw us there would, would never see us like with like you know like Attila or something like that, or or, or really vice versa. Like the pe- the people who would see us with Attila would never see us at a show with like Judiciary or something like that unless they saw us there first. Yeah, they they just had to get that exposure and then you yeah, know, just get them on the hook. Yeah. So, so you know, I definitely it's definitely just like like I think like a band like Hatebreed is like the best example of that, where like they play you know like obviously they have like that kind of hardcore like those like hardcore roots but then you know they went like kind of full Ozfest. but like you know even now in 2020 you get hardcore kids who love hate breed i mean me too i love but you know i have hate breed tattoo but um but then you know they also will play like straight up like metal shows you know so i, I think yeah. i think being i think being able to like to being able to like diversify the types of shows you play is like very important but like making a band last and like longevity you know thing i feel like there's like a, a you know group of bands who uh, get big and hardcore and then uh, eventually get bigger than hardcore and kind of like you know get out of like the hardcore bubble and start doing more shows when you look yeah. at bands like you know you mentioned hate breed uh trash talk code orange vein turnstile bands like that who are just like you oh, know yeah. who who can do that i feel like that's like like natural progression and i think that's awesome and uh you know i, I feel like it, it's definitely a, a, a good move and you guys with the last record i feel like are heading in that direction and can do it um you know just we gotta wait out the pandemic and uh hopefully you guys can be able to hit the road and start doing stuff like that and just growing yeah. as a band yeah fingers crossed i'm uh i mean we're we're already writing like new music because there's nothing else to do yeah just might as well uh you know take advantage of this time like you know taylor swift surprised us with a brand new album that nobody was expecting so it's not a bad thing yeah we'll be touring with her next year (laughs) all right i mean mean, when i say we're diverse no i'm I'm kidding that'd be crazy um i do like a lot of taylor swift admittedly Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah no i mean it's all it's all about being like diverse and like being open to like trying new stuff like where like where we've always been a band where we're like like we always want to try to keep like one foot in with like hardcore and stuff because that's what we you know grew up on and you know that was a lot of the people who have kind of like you know been with us and like rocked with us since like we started you know come from hardcore but like you know we also want to be able to like play like shows with bands outside of that like you know like more like metal stuff um just to try and make us grow you know yeah for sure uh, I, I i totally get it and i you know hope to see that growth in you guys because i definitely see the 
potential in your guys' music. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's cool. Like I said, Vatican Vatican is kind of like the band I've always wanted to be in. Um, just like super metallic and heavy with like little bits of melody in here and there. Um, but just like very like aggro and not like super technical, mm-hmm. but like music that's like intre- that to me at least is like interesting to listen to. Okay. So, John, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. I, I I know I've been going back and forth with Steve for a really long time about having you on. So I, I'm glad that uh, we're finally able to do this because I've, I've known you for a couple of years now. So I'm, I'm definitely stoked that you're down to come on. Yeah, dude, of course. Thank you for having me. It's uh, this is really awesome. I uh, yeah, because I remember I remember when we first met afterwards, Steve was like, oh, yeah, like Jamie does a podcast like he wants you on or whatever. And I was like, yeah, just have them hit me up. Um, and then, you know, obviously life happens. People get busy. So I'm glad we were able to like finally like get together and like talk like this. Like this has been awesome. It's really cool talking with you. Hell yeah. And hopefully um, I can see you next month because I'll, I'll be out in your neck of the woods for for a, a couple of days. So, um, you know, hopefully yeah. our, our schedules can, you know, uh, sync up and we can, uh, you know, grab food or something or hang out or get coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hit me up. Well, uh, I'm sure, you know, you hit me up. Steve will hit me up. We'll we'll get together. We'll be able to to just chill, have some fellowship. Um, yeah, no, can't wait. It'll be sick. All right. Well, thank you again. And thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top.